This episode is brought to you by Molly Valkyrie, Roxy B, and Duck. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. You're boycotting? I'm boycotting this intro. Okay, sorry. Uh, I guess I'll try not to cross the picket line, but like, why? I just want to know like what the terms are. Like, why are you boycotting this intro? I just don't. I'm tired of having to think of some stupid, silly, witty, Amy thing to say Uh every time. Uh Uh-huh. Sometimes I just want to get get this show on the road. Like you, like the listeners already know we're funny. Why do we have to say funny <laughs> things to prove we, that? We don't need to prove jack shit to you. We don't have to prove jack shit to you at all. I, you know what, Amy, I am with you. I am a hundred percent with you. I am making my sign, my protest sign. Uh, let's see, let's see. Um. <laughs> I guess I guess my sign will just be we don't have to prove shit to you. It's a good but sign. That's that's the meta fucked up part of this is us talking about this is the intro. <laughs> we're we're essentially crossing our own picket line. Fuck, you're and right. Making an intro. Fuck, we're scabs. And... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um we're funny and yes. you know, you know, you just, some people, you know, some people, they just start their podcasts. They just don't yeah. even. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's, Maybe we should try. Yeah, that's how, try that. that's how we do it on our guest a lot of the time. <laughs> just start. Yeah. Um, my name is Amy. And my name is Jupiter. And this is Enchanting Aspects. Where we enchant your ass pecs. Um, mm-hmm. We appreciate the little things in art. And we are sleepy. I'm not. I, I'm not sleepy. And the reason why is because I uh, just slept for about 24 hours. Okay. Uh, I yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I slept for about 24 hours. There was a little break in the middle. But the the reason why I did that is because I stayed up for 24 hours. Oh, okay. So, gotta balance it out gotta, somehow. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna sometimes... Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Amy. Is that sometimes uh, Jupiter doesn't make the best decisions. That's okay. But, I, I didn't make a good decision either because I took a 20-minute nap before we started this recording. And then when it was 6 o'clock, the time we were supposed to start, and I didn't immediately get a message from you, I was like, oh, <laughs> guess I better go back to sleep. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was one of those like, wow, I really, we really, really need to record and I need to get on this. But also, uh, I, I wouldn't mind sleeping. Fuck. Wait, hold on. Sorry, I just realized something. Amy. Yeah? I just realized something. I, for, I haven't, I ate so that I could take my medication. You know what I didn't do? Oh. Didn't take the medication. Exactly. Go do that shit right now. I'm doing it right now. And you know what? This is this is gonna continue to be podcast. This is this is yeah. Your, this is your reminder, everyone, to take your medication. I'm gonna go grab mine and take it. It's time for me to shine, everybody. Welcome to the first segment where it's just Amy. Fuck Jupiter. It's just me right now. All right. Today I will be interviewing Amy. Amy, nice to see you. Good to see you, Amy. Um, Amy, I heard that you are um you you dyed your hair pink. Yeah. Yeah, the audience likes that. Um, yeah, so I did dye my hair pink. Um, and it looks yummy and I like to eat it, but the I can't because it's talk- hair. The fuck are you talking about, Amy? I was doing my own little talk show. Did you know that when I was a kid, I would, you know how there's like uh, the side mirror in a bathroom where you open it and there's a cabinet inside? Uh-huh. So I had one of those where, and it was next to a big mirror. So I would open the side mirror and then sit on the counter and then look inside. So I would see a million different versions of me and that would be my audience. And then I would <laughs> proceed to do my own talk show alone in the bathroom. Um, oh shit, this is a new bottle. I, I haven't opened this one yet. Ooh. Ooh. Medication surprise. Yes. Unboxing. I always get so stressed out when I empty a bottle because I'm like, do I just throw this away? I guess. I, That's what I do. I mean, I think these are recyclable. Mine aren't. I recycle them. They they they're recyclable. Is this one recyclable? Okay. I can't fucking read that. Uh, no wait, it does have the recycle symbol. So yeah, they're recyclable. Okay, I haven't done that. Um, it's my oh. turn this week. It is. It is. Uh, okay, so I've I have my last of the medications. I have my anti-anxiety. I have my antidepressant. And I have my estrogen and my uh, spironolactone. And it's down. It's down. We're done. Touchdown. It's going to annoy me if I don't put these bottles back. So hold on. Okay. All right. We just took a commercial break, but now we're back to the Amy talk show. Amy, tell us more about your hair. Well, this time I use... Amy, I wasn't yeah. gone. I wasn't. I wasn't even gone for that long. You just immediately went. <laughs> I was gone for like two seconds. <laughs> so today I'm gonna be talking about yes, finger butthole. That's what. <laughs> what? Okay, so that only some people will get that. 
Yeah, that was just a what? funny joke. To, that was an inside joke. Today I'm going to be talking about the online messages that you can do in FromSoft games. Okay, alright, I see. So, I've been playing a fucking game. I've been playing a video game recently. I can't escape it. I can't escape can't. it. can't. You can't. I've already talked to you about this game off of the podcast. I'm bringing it in. I can't. I can't not. I've been fucking obsessed with it. I can't have um, a single conversation with anybody without them talking about fucking Elden Ring. Yeah. And and It's good. One, one of these days... Uh, uh, cause I wasn't able to, to, to play it on my PC. My PC wasn't able to run it. So if I want to get it, I need to get it on my PS4. But, like, I haven't. So I'm probably not going to be able to play it for a long time if I'm going to play it at all. But I did see the intro, and I do just want to say... How absolutely hilarious the intro to the game is. Because all high fantasy shit tends to have those, like, long intros of an old man just narrating yep. the, the, the stakes and the lore of the world. And it's always yep. so fucking boring. And it continues to be extremely boring. But it's just like I'm not a I'm not a fan of high fantasy, and I can already tell from the writing that like this is just like Elden Ring has been George R. R. Martin Dover just all all over the place, and it is. Oh yeah. It's it's it, it, if and when I play the game, I'm just going to have to ignore every single word that every single anything says. Yeah, that's what I do. Because I mean, they say doused. I don't fucking know what that means. Exact. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. But high fantasy is some bullshit. And the intro is so hilarious because it's this old man just going off. And my favorite part of it is when he starts getting super excited and introducing all of the, I guess, bosses. And he's like... And the golden mask man, and the and the <laughs> fucking and the dung eater, the dung eater. That's what I was gonna talk about. The fucking dung eater. When that happened, when the man was like, "And the dung eater," and I just lost my mind. <laughs> like, like, uh. oh my god. Also, way to rip off Hollow Knight. <laughs> I, I don't. I've there's never a boss played called. It. There's a I... boss called Dung Master. Mm. Honestly, the whole time I was watching the intro, I was just like, hey, isn't there already a high fantasy story that has to do with rings? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah? They couldn't think of anything else? Seriously. Seriously. I mean, like, I know Elden Ring has been getting, like, praise in... I've seen praise, like, for the, the like, high fantasy setting for not doing the whole elves dwarves orcs shit but it still rings yo like it still rings <laughs> like let's just be real <laughs> they, they they sat around they're like what did people have in medieval times they didn't have cell phones 
They didn't have yeah. hats. They had fingers and rings. Yeah, um, it, was, it was literally oh, like, oh god. I need to. I need to explain. I need to explain to the non-gamers what the hell please, we're talking about. Please. So okay, I'm not just talking about Elden Ring though. I'm talking about all. So okay, okay, okay. So you may, if you're a non-gamer, you may have heard the term Dark Souls, which uh-huh. I think we talked about. We we talked about Bloodborne before. We talked about Bloodborne. I don't remember yeah. what thing in Bloodborne we talked. Was it the was you it talked it about rolling? wrecking shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah rolling yeah, yeah, around yeah, yeah. breaking shit. Yeah, which is um, the best part of that game. I love Bloodborne. <laughs> I love Bloodborne too. Okay, so. Dark Souls games, there is, I'm going to just list them all real quick. There's Demon Souls, there's Dark Souls through three, and then there's Bloodborne, there's uh, Sekiro, um, which I talked about, but it's also very kind of different, um, uh-huh. very different from the other ones. And then the newest one is Elden Ring. So not not counting Sekiro, all of these games are kind of very, very similar in a sense that they're very dark, very hard and cruel to the player. Um uh, and, and and Dark Souls fans will argue with that. They'll, I I I've been in so many conversations with Dark Souls fans who are just like it's not actually a cruel game. They actually did the, you know like it's just like we can all admit these games are hard, okay? We can all yeah, admit they're yeah. hard. You don't need to just because you know how to play it doesn't mean it's not hard. Yeah, and like I yeah, I'm going to I'm going to fucking talk about that for a second just to get it out of the way. Like I know that there's so I know that like lots of communities are toxic and mean, but I also know that like the the FromSoft community gamer gamer bros can be very mean um yeah. about people um yeah. playing their games and not enjoying them the way they're supposed to. Um and it's you know, it's okay for people to not like these games. Um, it's also okay for people to like these games for the reasons that you don't agree with. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, like I, I, <laughs> uh, please excuse me, uh, throwing shade here. That, like, in general, I think that people in the Souls community uh, are. You know, they're just excited to talk about a thing they like, and they want more people to play it. The way they yeah. do that is a lo- is a lot of times <laughs> fucked up, in my opinion. Uh, but like, I I really like these games. I've been playing Dark Souls three for the first time recently, and I really really enjoy it. I love Bloodborne. Uh, one day I will play Elden Ring. My problem is that the Souls community only ever seems to want to talk about these games in one way and if you want to talk about them in a different way you're wrong i point to that fucking h-bomber guy video of the um uh, uh i think it was the dark souls 2 defense video but where he literally makes his whole point about there being a single correct way to play the game even though that gives you all of these options and i'm just like even if that's correct, the game is poorly designed for giving you all of those options that are bad. <laughs> like, let's just be real. Um, but... I've never played the second one. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, from my experience, I... 
my first time playing a... Okay, first, let, let me reiterate. What I'm talking about is the online messages yes. in these games, yes. which I'm going to get to. But um, first off, I'm going to say that my experience with these games if I is I first started out playing, I think it was either Dark Souls 1 or Dark Souls 3, where, like, you go through a beginner area and then immediately have, like, a tutorial boss. Mm-hmm. And... I remember that was my very first experience with those games, not knowing literally anything about these games. Like it was like I knew it was hard and that was about it. Um, And so I couldn't beat the tutorial boss and I gave up, Um, which is okay. Um, It is. And then years later, I discovered Bloodborne and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it again. Um, And Bloodborne, I got a lot further in it. because I love the aesthetic and I tried to learn it. Again, like, I didn't look up much. Um, I just tried to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I looked up, like, how to cheese a boss or two. Sure, um, but sure. I, I didn't get that far. I think mm-hmm. I, I got to the bosses. The, the boss where there's three guys. Three guys. Oh, who are walking around and all attacking you at the same time. And yeah. I was like, it's just too yeah. much. There's oh, too many yes. guys. Those fucking guys. Yeah, 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 Those yeah, fucking yeah. guys. I never got yeah. past that part, and I spent hours trying to beat it, and I gave up. Mm-hmm. Then I played Sekiro. Um, that totally changed my perspective on, like, technique and, you know, learning. And you want to learn, you want to listen to that? Go listen to the fucking Sekiro episode. Um, and you'll have me, mm-hmm. you'll hear me have a fucking ball about that. Then... When Elden Ring came out, I didn't even, like, know about it until it literally was released. And I was like, fuck it. I'll buy it. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I just have this urge because everybody's talking about it. And then, holy yeah. shit, it's great. I, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing so much better. And, but also, like, I have a coworker at work. And he, we've been, like, exchanging ideas. And he keeps on, like, giving me advice. Like, oh, no, you got to go to this one place and do this one thing. But anyways, one of the reasons... This game, Elden Ring, is so fucking good and enjoyable is because I am being guided by little scribbles on the floor that say, enemy ahead, left. That way, I know if I walk forward, I'm gonna be bombarded by a bitch asshole with a fork who's gonna stab me. Yeah. Um, so... To explain, basically in these games, um, you usually have an item um, that lets you post an online message. But it's not like posted to a forum, it's literally posted in the game, like on the floor. And like in other people's worlds, it will show your message like on the floor and people will walk up to it and press A and be able to read it. Um, but the thing is about these messages is that the wording is very limited. So, um, you can't just, like, you know, type out whatever. You only can use, um, like, a list of vocabulary words, um, to form your sentences. So people have to try to be very creative, um, with what they say. And I, I love this. Um, it's, it's a very fun, like, way of having people strangers interact with strangers but also it's like a one-way communication thing but also um it it lead it it honestly the biggest reason i love it is because in a game that's all about um 
you are alone, you are hated by the world, you are nothing, you need to fight to get to the top. You are also constantly surrounded by people just like you through visages of ghosts, visages, visages, and, and, and messages from people that are just like you. And I love that because it's, you know, you can definitely play the game in offline mode and um, have a good time, but it's an entirely different experience going into a room and, you know, going through a really hard part of the game and getting to the end, the other side of like a boss or something, and then seeing a message and then it says, you did it. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I did do it. And there's people celebrating with you. And it's just, it's beautiful that like, you know, everybody plays video games and they all go through certain parts of the game. But usually when you talk about a game, you don't fucking remember like every single like thing that happened and you can't. It's hard to talk about that unless it's happening in real time. But like yeah. literally like you will walk into a certain area and it'll just be something so small. Like you'll walk into a corner of a cave and there will be a flower and then like, there will be a message that says, like, relax or, Aww. you know, time for rest. And I don't know, it's just beautiful. Um, and it's also, it can be a bitchy at times. Um, so, <laughs> the, the most evil, the most evil thing that people do is anytime you're near a, an edge or a cliff, like 90% of the time, even if you shouldn't jump, there will be a message that says, like, item ahead or try jumping. <laughs> and oftentimes there will be another message, like, right next to it that says, liar. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I do so love people, that. Yeah. So people can be, people can try to be mean, but for the most part, it's either, you know, really cute messages, really funny messages, or just really relatable messages, or useful advice, like, holy shit, it is really useful, like, like, walking before a boss's door and having a message say, try fire, and I'm like, good to fucking know, I wouldn't have fucking (laughs) tried fire, um, also, fun, fun, kind of unrelated fact, but there's, like, skeletons in the game that, like, come back to life, um, once you kill them, and I, you know, being a Dungeons and Dragons person, was convinced that you had to kill them with fire, like, when, once they're rising, no, you just need to hit them a second time, Oh. <laughs> and All I was right. wasting my time, like, bringing out a torch, and so, I'm gonna talk about some of my favorite messages. Please do. Um, first off, I said finger butthole at the beginning. Yes, you did. And that's because... There's a craze in Elden Ring because now the game is about rings, so now the game is about fingers. So everybody has been obsessed. The very first fucking message I read coming into the game, starting the game, was finger, comma, but, hole. (laughs) And I was like, what does this mean? What does finger, but, hole, oh, okay, fucking finger, but, hole, fucking stinky. Uh Um, And then it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, And anytime you see a hole, there will be someone that said, wish I had finger. Um, 
or anytime you you see like a, a fucking like dick shaped thing, somebody will say try rump. I see. I see. Um, I see. Gamer <laughs> uh, ga- um, as always, very creative in their uh, uh, sex jokes. Yes. Here's the um, thing. Another Here's one. the thing that I want to say <laughs> okay. is that one that is hilarious. I'm not going to say it's yes. not. It is hilarious. Second off, I will say. I do think that asexual people are way better at telling sex jokes. <laughs> um, my other, another one I really like is just people will just, a random fucking area, someone will just say Fortnite. <laughs> excellent, um, excellent. Uh, can, people- can, can you get the words tomato and town? No, there's no tomato, I don't Damn. think. Damn. Um, I should have thought of that. Another one, another one I really, really love is at this one area. There's like a guy who won't talk to you, um, and he'll he's just like leaning against a wall and like you know that one pose where you're like arms are crossed and like one leg is like propped up against the wall. Yeah, um, I do it. And I when do you, it literally all the time. Mm-hmm. Any t- anytime when- that I'm in a place, I will do that pose. <laughs> um, I think when you try to talk to him, he doesn't say anything. You just get that pose, like, as ah. as an item. And then there was a message next to it that said, um, um, Edge, Lord, ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Oh, that is um, fun. That is fun. My... All-time favorite. My all-time favorite is um, there will be an animal. There will be an animal. Um, the most common is turtle. There's turtles in the game, and they're so cute, and I've never killed one, and I never will. Uh-huh. Um, and there, it'll just always be surrounded by messages that says, Dog ahead. <laughs> is this a horse? <laughs> That's good um, shit. And then... Yeah, and then there will be so many messages that say like, "Don't you dare, <laughs> don't hurt." Um, it's like it's like every time that me and my uh, and my paramour are like anywhere and we see an animal, they will say, "Look at all those chickens." <laughs> Just like the vine. Just like the vine. Look at all those chickens. Yeah. Um. Or or they will say, yeah. "Fucked up doggy." Fucked up doggy. I, yeah, me and Joe have been on a roll with calling everything a dog. We've yeah. been calling cats dogs a lot recently. We'll, like, we'll call Kitty like, puppy, 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 come here, puppy, yeah. doggy. Yeah. I don't know. Just the words fucking puppy and doggy are the one of the best words ever. They're I fun remember to say. I was ahead of the curve on that. Uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, I because when I was in high school, I made the argument repeatedly that any small animal is a puppy. Mm, and, that's good. And I got a lot of pushback at the time, but mm-hmm. fucking look look at the state of affairs now, bitch. Yeah. Every animal is a turned. puppy. It's true. You were ahead of your time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There was, I don't know. It's just, 
it's funny. You you know, it's like it's it's funny fun time and I like it. Yeah, it, it's it's really like I have never played a FromSoft game in online mode because I have too much pride. <laughs> and you don't want the warnings? I don't want the warnings and I don't want to have the option to summon in somebody during boss fights. I don't know why. I don't have a good reason. And it is probably for this reason that I have never actually beaten a FromSoft game. (laughs) There is a part of me that wants to make a thing of uh beating souls games on my streams i want i want a like a chat modder mod that like only lets chat use limited vocab just like <laughs> in the messages that would be hog ahead i wonder ooh, i wonder if that's a thing that is possible I fucking hope so. That would be so much fun. That would be so, be so like, fun. You, you click on the chat box and then it pops up a window of words to choose. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so that would fun. Be so, oh yeah. my God. Um, I, uh, I didn't spend a lot of time looking, but I really wish, like, if I had more time and wasn't, didn't take a nap <laughs> right before I recorded, I wanted to find, like, all the words you can use. Well, um, it's, it's, I'm, that might be a thing that you can quickly Google. And maybe while you're doing that, I can, I can vamp for a little bit about this because there is something really nice of, even though I have never played a Souls game online, there is something really nice about, um, about this you were kind of saying it earlier of this like super dark world where you are constantly in danger of death and even if you are constantly making progress there is always something worse around the corner and there is something super super sweet honestly about having all of that tension and having all of that uh, uh, darkness and brooding energy and, you know, death and all of that shit. And then just have that undercut by a dick joke that somebody in the community made. Like, that's just, it's a thing we were talking about like a couple of episodes ago about like, like, With horror, it is important to break the tension every now and again to bring yourself back to a place where you can be scared again. And I think that it is true also with the with the Souls games of it's important to have moments of levity so that you can feel encouraged to keep playing. Yeah. Honestly, I'll say that even though all of the games are sort of like, you know, terrifying, I don't think I've ever been genuinely scared because 
partly because of the online messages. Partly yeah. because it's like I've never felt alone. Um, I don't know. It's 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 cool. I did find a list of all of the words. Okay. Um, Say them all in rapid succession. Okay. I'm not. Um, <laughs> Why not? Is there too many? There's a lot, but also there's I there there's a few phrases that I like, which are um. I want to go home is one of them. <laughs> uh huh. You don't have the right is another. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't give up. Oh. Um. There's also we've got horse, dog, wolf, rat, beast, bird, raptor, snake, crab, prawn, octopus, bug, scarab, slug. I would just um, here's the thing if. When I play Elden Ring, I am just going to go around, and the only message I am ever going to write is slug ahead. Slug ahead. <laughs> that's it. That's that's it. Um, the other day when I was playing, I beat like an entire pack of wolves. It was like twenty wolves, and there was this big, big wolf on a rock, and I defeated him. And then there was a message on the rock. And it said, uh, danger, dog ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, I fun. love it when, yeah, it's just funny. It's fun. It's, it's, a, it's a, it's the kind of comedy that you fucking can only get in this experience. And it's beautiful. And that is my thing. Yay. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to play more Elden Ring right fucking now. What's your fucking yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. I know. Everyone wants to play Elden Ring Just instead, spit of hang- it out. instead of hanging out with Jupiter. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, so, my thing is the reason why I stayed up for 24 hours the other night. Oh, okay. And let me let me let me tell you let me tell you a a a, a brief story. Okay. So the other night uh, on Saturday, uh, which uh, uh, which I don't know, like I I was hanging out with my roommate and uh, we started talking about. Um, I don't know, like, I don't actually remember how we got on the topic of conversation, but anyway, we decided, hey, we're going to watch Birds of Prey, because they hadn't seen it yet, and for, you know, like, I did a whole episode talking about how much I love that fucking movie, mm-hmm. and uh, upon rewatching it, I'm like, I could make a whole video essay about how much I love this movie, this is a perfect movie. And my roommate really liked it, too. And then we decided to take the opportunity to also watch the uh, the new uh, Suicide Squad movie. The new Suicide Squad. And it's fine. It's a, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, I don't really like James Gunn as a writer, but it is what it is. It's fine. Um, and so, watch those movies, and then I was just looking around... And 
saw the Harley Quinn animated TV show, which I had known about for a little bit, but didn't really know the story of, except that I knew that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy got together in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a pretty recent one, right? It is. It's a pretty recent show. Season three is coming out this year, I think. Um, And so this is a returning segment, finally. Uh, Well, kind of. It's they're gay and I don't have to prove it. Oh, okay. So my thing this, this episode is Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy's relationship in the Harley Quinn animated TV show. Yay, gay, 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 gay. Because I watched the entirety of the two seasons in in one sitting and stayed up all night for it. So. Damn. Yeah. Um, Really fucking great show. I really, really like the animated show. I really enjoy it. I think that it is really well written and put together. I like all the characters. Uh, I I think it is very a very good show, and I'm very excited for season three. However, I'm not going to give any story major like story spoilers for this mm-hmm. thing, but I am going to give relationship spoilers. Oh, okay. So the tea. Yes. So I uh like look, as a gay woman, I was already. In theory, a a big fan of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy as a couple because it's it's two very hot, cool women, and I just like them. Yeah. But I hadn't really consumed any media that really highlighted and showcased their relationship before this because I don't really read. Um, yeah. And I don't really have a, a great source for reading comics. So, I don't know. Like, it just it just hadn't happened yet. So, then I started watching the show, and I immediately started to get it. I will say right now. So, the Harley Quinn, as far as a romance show, and the show is, love is a massive theme for the show. And as far as the relationship goes, uh, it is very slow burn. Oh, good. Yes! It takes them until the season two finale to finally get together. Yes. And I am a big fan of that, but it's also the reason why I couldn't put the show down. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because I wasn't the best fucking... Yeah, Sorry. like, I, I wasn't going to go to bed before they got together, like, come on. <laughs> and the episodes are only, like, 22 minutes long each, so, like, it was easy to just be like, all right, one more episode, okay, one more episode, mm. all right, one more episode. So, I'm going to talk about this relationship from start to finish. And by okay. finish, I mean beginning of season one to end of season two. Season three is happening, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, I'm excited to have a whole season of them together. Fuck yes. 
Oh yeah, gay. So, gay shit. So, uh, the show starts out and Harley Quinn uh, breaks up with the Joker. Uh, great start. Great start. Uh, Harley Quinn breaks up with the Joker because the Joker is the Joker. The Joker is a piece of shit, uh, abusive asshole. And the show is very, like, the show is actually extremely well written, in my opinion, of handling, like, handling that and handling the, like, the mentality that Harley Quinn has over trapping herself in this abusive relationship, even though she internally knows it's bad. Like, that is relatable to me. It it made mm-hmm. sense to me. Um, yeah. And then basically what happens, this is the only major story spoiler I'm going to try and give. In episode one, uh, uh, Harley Quinn and the Joker are doing a, a heist and then the Batman comes and the Joker escapes by shoving Harley Quinn into the Batman, basically, and getting her arrested so that he has a chance to escape. And so she goes to Arkham, and it spends a couple of scenes of her and Poison Ivy, like, talking about the talking about the toxic relationship talking about how the joker is never going to come to bust her out um talking about how he doesn't care for her and eventually uh poison ivy is able to break harley and uh, a bunch of other supervillains out of arkham and harley goes to crash at poison ivy's apartment and mm. then it takes Harley even more convincing to fully understand that the Joker does not love her. Yeah. And Poison Ivy, on her side of things, she just generally hates people. She is not a big fan which makes sense. Her whole thing is plants. She only really cares about nature and the environment. But she does care about Harley. Yeah. And there isn't, like, a lot of backstory to explain why, except for, like, there's a little bit of backstory showing when Harley, before Harley became Harley Quinn... Uh, that when she was a psychiatrist in Arkham, that she was she was like, a psychiatrist. Yeah. Oof. Harley Quinn. Harley. Be- Harley Quinn before <laughs> she was uh before she was Harley Quinn, she was Harley uh Harleen Quinzel. Really? Yeah. Who uh was uh she started out off life. She start. She grew up with a really not great family life, and then uh, became a gymnast, 
and then fell out of gymnastics and then became a psychiatrist. Okay. She's an extremely talented woman. Yeah. Uh, when she was a psychiatrist at Arkham, uh, she and Poison Ivy had a moment. And that is, like, the, like, beginning of their friendship. So, as the course of season one goes, Harley is basically trying to find out her, like, find her sense of identity, prove herself, and prove that she is better than the Joker. Because, you know... Even though she has broken up with the Joker, she still lives her life in associate, not associated, but in contrast to the Joker. Because, you mm-hmm. know, that is a very real thing. Yeah. That, that is also relatable to me, is even getting out of an abusive situation. For a while, you're going to live your, your life in contrast to that abusive situation to try and yeah, prove something some... to yourself. You got to live through through spite a little bit. Right, even though in ge- even though it's it's not necessarily healthy necessarily, it is also extremely understandable and hard to avoid. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you just sometimes you just gotta like be the exact opposite of what who you were, and sometimes you find yourself trying to be better than the people. Or person who hurt you. Anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, so she. She is going through that. And in the meantime. Poison Ivy. Uh, ends up. Hooking up. With. Uh, uh, I don't know if he's meant to be a superhero. Or a supervillain. He's just kind of a guy. Who who he's his name is kite man oh shit yeah. he flies kites he his whole deal is and the show repeatedly makes jokes about how i mean he's a very earnest guy but also like he doesn't really have much going for him and his only thing is that he doesn't have any superpowers he just has a kite on his back and it's not that he's not useful, but, you know, he's not on the same level that Poison Ivy is. He's he's Sokka from Avatar, the sure, last Sure, sure. Um, and Kite Man is an earnest guy. He is a nice person. He genuinely does care about Poison Ivy. He's a little ham-fisted, but he is very much trying. And... Partially because of how earnest and honest he is, because of Harley, uh, because of Poison Ivy's uh, uh, poor history with people, and people lying to her, and people treating her badly, she ends up staying with him and ending up in a in a in a relationship with him, and mm-hmm. is happy but is not fulfilled. But, nevertheless, Kite Man is getting more and more excited about the relationship and eventually proposes to her, actually Mm. technically three times. Oh, wow. Okay. And on the third time, Poison Ivy says yes. At this point, 
Harley and Ivy had not have not really had any active romantic tension, but it's clear that they are closer to each other than anyone else in their lives, mm-hmm. including Kite Man, even though they don't see it right now. And it is only together that they are able to improve as people and get more confident in each in themselves and like their lives dramatically improve by each other's presence, despite how messy it is. And eventually, and and for, also, I will say, Harley, through all of this, despite having an initial shock about, because Ivy kept Kite Man's secret for a little bit, despite having initial shock about it, she was very supportive of her best friend, getting married and started to actually like kite man i that is a thing i appreciate about this show and the way it is written is that at no point does harley try to sabotage poison ivy and kite man's relationship good that relationship just eventually proves to not be right for either of them Mm -hmm. and then some stuff happens and while the wedding planning is happening harley and ivy escape from a thing and in the excitement of escaping they share a kiss yeah and there's the fucking complication there is the admitting Mm -hmm. that there are feelings there yeah. Even though they do not want to say it, especially because Kite Man is in the in is still present and Harley doesn't want to sabotage that relationship. Mm-hmm. And Ivy does want to get married to him. Like even though I don't think she would have been happy in that relationship, she did love him even though it wasn't the same kind of love that she has with Harley. Yeah. And also there might've been just some internalized homophobia there as well. (laughs) I don't, I don't know if like Harley Quinn is definitely bi. I don't know if poison Ivy is supposed to also be bi or be a closeted Mm -hmm. lesbian. Mm -hmm. Fully unclear. That will probably maybe get explored in season three, but um, they share a kiss, and then on the honeymoon, they uh, uh, end up, and it kind of breezes over it, but they do end up having sex. Oh. Twice. Yikes. During her own honeymoon. Not not honeymoon. I'm sorry. Not honeymoon. I mean, bla- bachelorette party. Oh, whoa, yay! Yeah, still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like the day before the wedding or something like that, um, Poison Ivy gets possessed. I'm not gonna go into why she gets possessed, and it happens. And Kite Man attempts to do the like true love's kiss thing to break her out of it. And it totally uh-huh. fails. And then oh. Harley tries it, and it works. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor Kite Man. Poor Kite Man. 
And all of this stuff is happening, and, like, Ivy is really trying to, like, and at a certain point, Harley just is like, hey, I've, look, I really want you to be happy, but also, I just want to let you know, this is an option, since this keeps happening, I'm just saying, yeah. you could be in a relationship with me, not gonna sabotage you, but still... Um, and Ivy makes a very, like, makes a very reasonable statement of just saying, like, Harley is a very, like, impulsive person, and Ivy is scared of getting betrayed. Mm. And then the wedding happens. Oh, it still happens? It still happens. Yikes, Kite Man. Kite Man. Kite Man does learn about, um, does learn about what happened during the bachelorette party. And, Kite Man. And decides to go through with it anyway. Kite Man, haven't you seen the notebook? <laughs> and then the wedding gets crashed by the cops. Because oh. it's full of a bunch of supervillains. Mm -hmm. And Kite Man has this moment with Ivy. And Harley, for her part, is like, hey, by the way, I'm sorry that your wedding got ruined. At, while a bunch of explosions are happening, she's just like, I'm sorry that your wedding got ruined. I am an ordained minister. I got, I got, a, I got a thing online. Um, uh, I can marry you two right now. Hey. Aww. Um, and... Kite Man just is like, I have had to do every part of this relationship multiple times. I don't want to do the wedding over again, too. Oof. This isn't, and besides, Harley's right there. <laughs> I'm, I know, I know that you two have feelings for each other. So, Kite Man leaves, and... Harley and Ivy uh, get in a in a car and escape the cops and confess their love for each other. Hell yes. And I watched all of that happen and it just got me like I was like like choking up just like thinking about love <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Harley, Harley and Ivy are great, great fucking pair. Yeah. I've only ever seen um, like tidbits of comics on like Tumblr and stuff. Yeah. Um, but they're good because you know Harley's, you know Harley's fucking chaotic, um, and uh, fucking all over the place all the time, and Ivy seems to be a lot more, I guess, uh, grounded. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know; they seem to balance each other out really well. Um, yeah, it, it's but. not. It's not just that. Like their dynamic is really fucking good, and they are a really good couple. Like they, like genuinely, their chemistry makes all the bit of sense in the world. Mm -hmm. They like the way they talk to each other, like everything. Like it just works so well. But also, like, 
I think the reason there are two reasons why it's so important to me in particular. The one is that I mean, obviously, I love seeing sapphic couples. Mm-hmm. As a sapphic woman, I fucking love seeing that shit. I and yeah. also that like, I am so sick of like. Here's the reason I I don't particularly like shipping is good overall. I I I people have every right to do shipping and I think it is a very healthy and good thing for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. I don't personally like shipping because it just sets me up for disappointment in the actual thing. Mm. I will I will watch a lot of shows, I will watch a lot of stuff, and I'll even make my own headcanons of like, like, oh, that, look, that character is obviously gay. They're not going to write that character as gay, but that character is obviously gay. Yeah. I'll yeah. do my own headcanons, but... Yeah. But like... It's, it's painful. It's, yeah. it's painful going through, especially with queer baiting. Holy yeah. shit. It's like... Yeah. You know, they'll tag you along personally. I don't know why I said personally. Um, They'll tag you along, like, knowing what they're doing. Um, And, you know, it it sucks. And it sucks having that hope and having it be destroyed. And I'm I'm glad that, you know, slowly, slowly we're finally, like, able to actually have queer relationships in media um but it's also you know at at this at this point instead of just like no hope it's a bargain it's like am i willing to put this much effort and hope into something that could end up you know being nothing um all because of an executive decision to want to you know make more money or not um yeah yeah or like you know, like, even when we do get, like, queer couples in in shows, like, so often it's just in the last episode. Yes! Oh, like, and I'm sick like, of that shit. Fucking, look, everyone freaked their fucking bean when Korra and Asami, like, kissed and had their moment in the literal finale of the, uh, yeah. the whole show. And like, yeah, and it's like on one hand, I understand that like, like that's the that's the best that the creators can do at times yeah. when they're limited mm-hmm. by, by their creators, yeah. and and in specifically Korra and Asami, at, at the very least, they were allowed to expand their relationship in comics. Yes, um, yeah, they absolutely. actually got to kiss. Yeah, and and like, like, fucking, here the other fucking issue. And now is the part where I get mad. The actual... And this episode is going to be a longer episode. (laughs) What? But that's fine. Now is the part where I get mad. Because so much of of media is monopolized by Disney. Who fucking refuses to... Like, the fucking... The fucking don't say gay bill in Florida. Yeah, yeah, that whole shit. And then Disney's response being that they vocally support 
a extremely homophobic bill yep. and then say, we will continue to support the LGBTQ community with yep. inspiring content. Yep. Even though they still don't even allow that content on no. their stuff. Literally, I mean, the only, like, fucking, like, let's not forget how much Alex Hirsch, 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 Hirsch wanted, yeah. like, to have a lot of queer shit be in Gravity Falls. And then Disney was, at every single turn, was like, absolutely not. Fuck you, die. Yep. And... Yep. Like Owl House, um, uh, uh, I think it's Owl House. Owl House yeah. is has now uh, uh, come out with a fucking like on screen canon queer relationship from the main character, which is mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And then immediately was um, canceled. <laughs> and then was immediately canceled. And the create I, I f- fucking love the creator saying, I am tired of making Disney look good. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. And that is the thing. And this is also the thing with Marvel is that, like, yeah. they will refuse to allow for queer characters to exist or yeah. they will, in the comics, if they do it might just be an alternate universe or Mm -hmm. if one of their actors in one of the movies is like, Hey, I want these, this fucking Andrew Garfield being like, I want Spider-Man to be bisexual and have a boyfriend. And then immediately Mm -hmm. amazing Spider-Man three is canceled and he is fired. Mm -hmm. Like let's not fucking pretend that, that Disney isn't doing constant anti-queer propaganda. Let's not pretend that they aren't pushing heteronormativity to like pretend that queer people don't exist, but will try to appease us by putting a gay kiss in the background that immediately gets fucking panned over to a slug going, huh? (laughs) Yeah, live slug reaction. Live slug reaction. I fucking, like, I'm so goddamn upset with that shit. And then you go over to to DC Comics, and they've been allowing characters to just be gay for years. Batwoman has been here, bitch. Like, (laughs) but and then you go back over to Marvel, and it's just like, you know, we're not going to actually have any queer co- characters or actually make any meaningful social commentary or anything, but we do have a whole group of characters called the X-Men, and they can just be the allegory for everything. The, mm-hmm. Oh, want to talk about queer shit? and eh, that's the X-Men. Want to talk about race? That's the X-Men. Want to talk about dis- disabilities? X-Men. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking frustrating. And then to watch the Harley Quinn show and have this slow burn relationship build up with fucking unquestionably bi characters. You know, maybe one of them is a closeted lesbian. Who knows? But at the very least, 
queerness is on screen. Yeah. Queerness is on screen, unquestionably. Um, uh, 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 and, like, a fairly diverse range of queerness as far as mainstream media goes. Mm-hmm. It It is, frankly, like, and it's it's sad to say this, but it is so rare to, if you're even going to get a show with a gay character, it is so rare to also have a bi character. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's to you, have You only more get than, the one, usually. <laughs> right. To get more than one queer character is fucking rare as hell. And queerness is all over this show. Mm-hmm. Canonically, on screen, in your face. It's fucking great. And I'm not going to settle for yeah. fucking, like, I'm not going to settle for queer baiting. I'm not going to settle for, uh, uh, like, ships that end up going nowhere. I'm not going to settle mm-hmm. for cheeky in-jokes. And I'm not going to settle for fucking Disney. Yeah. Fuck Disney. Yeah. Also, the second reason why the relationship is super important to me. <laughs> I know, that was just reason number one. The second reason is because um, showing a relationship of the characters both having been through very abusive and terrible situations and then coming into a relationship that is truly good and not only yeah. having to like not only having the relief of being in a good relationship but also having to process your trauma knowing that this is the first truly good relationship that you've been a part of and yeah that is extremely relatable to me and seeing that on mm-hmm. screen was like very important to me and yeah. also that they're getting a season three and they have very explicitly said that they're not going to do any fucking will they won't they break up drama bullshit it's just going to be about their their relationship building and adjusting to the new dynamic and like learning how to be in a healthy relationship and good and i'm very fucking excited for it and i'm so glad that you know like we're getting another season to actually let them be in a relationship and not just having it be the fucking cora thing um Mm -hmm. and also they're apparently hiring a bunch or have hired because it's in like it's past the voice acting stage, I think, at this point. Um, but uh, that they have, they hired, apparently, according to the article I read, a bunch more queer writers to, like, Good. handle all of the, the themes appropriately. So, Good. yeah, that's my thing. Yeah. So the moral of the story is... Fuck Disney. Um... That's my moral. The more, the, I I gotta look at the list of words again. <laughs> oh yeah 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 yes do 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 make it out of the make it out of the words. 
exploding. All right. Lover. <laughs> Lovable sort. Precious something. Incredible. Seed. Flower. <laughs> Horseback battle. Uh -uh. Dashing through. Brief respite. Jumping. Sorcery. Gesturing. Beating to a pulp. Hidden path. Gorgeous view. Don't give up. You, you did it. Could you say all of that again? Do you remember all of the words that you said? Um, no. <laughs> you know what I really want? I what? really want for, uh, uh, for there to be a list out there of all of the morals that we have, that we have said on this show. <laughs> I would like that completely out of context. Yes, yeah. please. Yeah, that's that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening Thank to Enchanting Aspects. You can find us on Twitter at Mushroom Station. Is that it? No, it's it's Mushroom, mushroom. Pods. <laughs> because Mushroom Station because Mushrooms at Mushroom Station was taken by a by an unused Twitter account. Of course. So, you can find us so on Twitter nice. at Mushroom Pods. Or Enchanting Pod. Um, we have a website, and it's called MushroomStation.net. Yeah. Where you can find all all of the podcasts that Jupiter is in. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, well, we'll expand eventually when we get more <laughs> fucking money. You can give us money on Patreon. Um and we've been we've been doing a monthly stream as well as a monthly movie night. Also, joining our Discord is free. You yeah. don't have to be a Patreon Patreon member. Yeah, um, being a patron gets you extra benefits in the Discord and gets you access to seeing our monthly streams live. Uh, we do upload our monthly Mushroom Station streams uh, for everyone to listen after they have been. Uh, after a month, uh, but if you want to see them live and you want to have the link to watch the VOD uh, into, uh, during the meantime, becoming a patron is the only way to do it. And if we are able to raise $200 a month, we will open up a uh, patron-only Minecraft server that we will also play in, which I am very excited for. I think that that will be a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much. All right, love yourself. Believe in yourself. Bye. Bye. Bye 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 bye. I have a headache, so I'm not doing an outro. Fuck you.